I'm just gonna stick around till, and wait till you do it because I remember the day he told me he didn't want to see me anymore I was like okay cool thumbs up emoji <laughs> like, I didn't care I wasn't Sends upset thumbs up <laughs> thumbs up the text <laughs> could you imagine I, I, I want to break up with you die. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. Welcome back. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And we are The Gals Guide. It makes me think think of The Girls Room. That was great to say. (laughs) But speaking of, though, what happened to Amanda Bynes? Like, I know everybody's been talking about, like, Free Britney and everything, which... For real, free Britney. Yeah. I'm like, what happened to Amanda Bynes? I feel like we need to get some justice for her because she went through that psychotic episode like she was trying to get up Drake and everything. Like, I need to know. I need to know where the dancing lobsters are at. For real. True. Like, where is she? <laughs> but speaking of like, I guess it's correlates. Like, speaking of people like ghosting. <laughs> um. So for those of you who are like return listeners, if you've heard about the 30 year old musician that I dated, like somewhat this time last year, I woke up this morning and he's following me now on Instagram. Oh, why? I do not know. Uh, I was just like you, like for those of you that don't know that it was just like a really like <laughs> dark moment in my life let's face it he was a rebound from the doctor uh nothing more nothing less and i just didn't want to be alone um because i didn't know how to be alone because i just got out of a manipulative relationship fun times um (laughs) 2019 was a blast um i really don't know which one's worse 2019 or 2020 like i i I honestly cannot compare the two i want to still say 2020 is probably worse though um, just because it's collective and I don't feel so alone. Yeah. 2019, I felt completely isolated. Everybody was thriving. And I'm just like, I want to die. It got me thinking because we all know like how disgusted I am by the 30-year-old musician. And he honestly just gives me the ick now. And I'm very thankful that he gives me the ick. But it started, it got me thinking about how like this has been like a trend, like on Twitter and TikTok, people talking about like icks that like when you think of like certain guys like doing certain things it just make makes you disgusted by it and I saw like a thread like on Twitter it was just, like listing different things and I didn't know like if you had any like for your current boyfriend or if there's just like any icks in general when you think of like guys doing it, it just makes you want to throw up I'm trying to think I feel like I don't really have like an ick with him okay like what annoys More you annoying I guess. things definitely would be when we go on we go on a trip and I'm like, oh no, 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 don't put your toothpaste up. And I'm like, why? And he's like, I need, I need it. I need to borrow some. I'm like, oh you don't know how to pack your own toothpaste or like with like body wash, shampoo, conditioner. Wait, he doesn't even have hair. He doesn't <laughs> have hair. I mean, he has hair, but like he doesn't have a lot of hair. And so I'm like, why are you wanting to use my $40 shampoo, sir? Like, what? You're trying to get that Olaplex treatment. I guess. <laughs> for his beard, maybe? I don't really know. So that. Like, at least it's not your toothbrush. Like, at least he's not using your toothbrush or razor. Oh, that's I a would... heck no for me. Mm, mm-mm. 
Like I speaking of like razors, like just thinking of like men shaving their face gives is an ick for me. Yeah. <laughs> like I've like the thirty year musician, I went over to his house one time. Like this is like second date. Like the first time I'm going over to his house, you would think like a guy a thirty year old man would clean his house correct. Um I go into his use his bathroom and there's just like hair all in the sink and I'm like like adamantly like gagging when I see this. The stuff like that, like thinking of like guys like <laughs> like calling and ordering takeout for oh some gosh. reason like just stupid things like that like making an appointment going to a restaurant complaining about their order being incorrect oh um, i do that but I thinking that about like a time. guy but thinking about a guy doing it for some reason just disgusts me completely <laughs> um my biggest one is just imagining them in like a uh, a hanes white v-neck shirt uh khaki shorts and flip-flops and that just completely does it for me. That's just disgusting. And I immediately, like, lose all attraction. I, like, keep old videos and TikToks of guys that, like, I've dated. And, like, if at any point I feel myself catching feelings for them, I'll watch the video. And it'll just, like, completely remind me of why I, they are trash and why I should not be attracted to them whatsoever. <laughs> there you go. And and that is how I stay emotionally detached, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and we wonder why I have vulnerability issues. Like, the whole trend with... Like, the whole ick thing is basically, like, when you, like, suddenly, like, find yourself disgusted in the middle of, like, a relationship, which I feel like I have definitely, like, gotten to that point many times dating certain guys, especially, like, growing up, uh, whenever I get, like, crushes, like, all of a sudden I just noticed I would be, like, completely disgusted by something that they did. And usually, like, it's just stupid stuff, but there was just, like, this trend on Twitter where I saw, like, a girl mentioning stuff like, you know... Like, guys making appointments over the phone or, like, ordering takeout or guys, like, sitting at a restaurant complaining about their, like, their, like, if someone got their meal wrong, um, guys wearing flip-flops, uh, like, going to the grocery store and just, like, doing grocery shopping, like, literally, like, the most mundane tasks, but, like, and there's certain guys, like, I feel like if you're attracted to a guy, like, you're not gonna, like, picture that, but, like, it's one thing, like, it's, I feel like it's the new technique to get over guys for sure. Yeah. Uh, I have definitely seen ones where like they get super super specific is like him like trying to use like chopsticks to like eat sushi then ends up like using a <laughs> fork instead. Like <laughs> that's me. I'm the one I'm the one that tries to use the chopsticks and then ends up using the fork. Like that's Honestly, me. Honestly <laughs> though, like I don't blame you. I don't eat sushi, but if I did, I feel like I I would not be able to use chopsticks with it. I feel like they take like a certain hand-eye coordination that I just do not possess whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're very difficult to use. Blaine's like really good at them and I'm like, teach me. And I'm like, but, never mind, I don't care. But like I also wonder like if guys have certain things that like they try to imagine like pretty girls doing. Oh, I'm sure. Like well, and then like there's something that like, oh I can never imagine like, my girlfriend doesn't do that. Like my girlfriend doesn't like pee or like go to the bathroom or anything like that or like she doesn't burp ever i'm like sweetie you're princess it's not that perfect yeah yeah exactly (laughs) but i've just been fascinated by it's been like the number one thing that's made me laugh i think the one thing that i have found my personal entertainment from is guys on dating apps recently i've been looking at certain ones and 
especially Hinge, and I feel like we talked about this in the dating apps episode, but I've just noticed more ever since we did the dating apps episode. I've gotten more on like Hinge, especially, and I've gotten some of my friends on it too. And they just send me screenshots of like the different prompts people have put. And some of the answers are just like the most cringe worthy ick things. I'm just like, who gave you the authority to publish this on the internet? Like, I just don't understand like what goes through certain guys' minds. I saw one guy, he was just like, oh, I gotta pull it up. Hold on. Like this one guy commented saying, uh, what if I told you that I'm mentally unstable, but I got a decent personality and usually to comment if you can shotgun a beer. That doesn't make me want to um, <laughs> engage with you, sir, at all. Like, even just seeing my ex-boyfriend on Hinge gives enough ick because his profile photo, if I could show you guys his profile photo, it was, it's the serious, it's the definition of an ick because he thinks he looks so hot in it. He thinks he looks like he is like a Greek god. And I'm just like, oh, no, you literally like, I don't know what that hairstyle is. I don't, you don't have abs. If anything, you've lost them. You don't have any chest hair. I, that's my book you're reading. I'm realizing that now as well, too. Um, and it's just, I don't understand what guys, like what goes to their mind when they are making dating profiles. And I've just looked back at all of them. I mean, that's how I met the 30-year-old musician. And I looked back at his dating profile when we did the dating apps episode. And I was just like why oh what was i thinking what was i thinking <laughs> like what was i thinking that entire relationship let's be honest but like what was i thinking like swiping right on that i'm bored he's the definition of an ick he, like, he is the literal definition of disgusting um and like he's the kind of guy who would have dirt underneath his fingernails and then like eat a sandwich with those same fingers and not wash them in between the two activities. Like, it's just not yeah. cute. So, that's my that's my little story time for that's this That's fun. <laughs> we love a good ick. So, if you guys, like, have any particular icks, I would love to see them on Twitter and Did you watch Instagram. Fairly Odd Parents? You weren't a Nickelodeon kid. No, I was not a Nickelodeon kid. Uh, it makes me think of Icky Vicky. Icky Vicky, you're so icky. The sound of your name makes me feel so sick. I know vaguely what you're talking about. Yeah, if y'all know, let me know. <laughs> if you don't know, I think, I said, I think I've said that like seven different times in the podcast. Like, if you know, let me know. <laughs> like, slide in our DMs. Let us know. We would love to see. We love to start like, a Did whole you thread. watch Fairly Odd Parents? If so, did you like Cosmo and Wanda? Like, who is your fave? Or were you a regular <laughs> Disney child? Were you cooler and. And that's mm, a I don't mm, definitely don't think that Disney was cooler, but okay. Hannah fucking Montana, excuse you. Okay, that's but what Hannah Montana e- was not when we were little. Even like, Stevens, Lizzie McGuire. Do I need to list the Kim Nickelodeon Possible. shows? A Rocket Power, SpongeBob SquarePants, Never Fairly it. Odd Parents, watched Hey them. Arnold. Didn't watch it. I was Cat poor. Dog. I was poor. I had PBS. I had Arthur, Barney, and Sesame Street. We were poor. But you also had Dragon Tales, so you're good. Yes. Okay. So you're, like, kind of cool. Like, you barely made the cut. Sorry we were poor. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think other exciting news because I feel like last week's episode was just, like, a news dump on everybody. It was so much fun. But, oh, there is a new Bachelorette. Thing, mm-hmm. I'm God. excited about it. <laughs> yeah, I was not a fan of Claire like, at all, ever. I, and I, it's nothing against like her age or anything like that, but 
I just, I didn't know her. I started watching, like, you literally just started watching. <laughs> like, I kind of knew about Becca and Garrett, like, that whole season I watched, mm-hmm. like, briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like, dabbled in, like, one or two episodes of Ari. But other mm-hmm. than that, you like, I... bad seasons I, But other than that, like, I was like, eh, this show's just not for me. Yeah. Like, but last season... It was interesting. I watched the last. Oh, last season was I watched like the, the hometowns of Hannah. Okay, Brown. I Hannah watched, Brown. I watched, Hannah Brown was a great season. Yeah. Um, so which, I watched part of her. Yeah, Hannah Brown's a great season. Uh, just because we got to look at the most beautiful man in the entire world, Tyler C. Um, he went to college here, and I would love, love to interview him. Um, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> S- cinema dm like i have i uh, have not gotten any replies but it's fine i am really excited to see Tasha. she was on colton season which was another bad season i'm telling you right now i don't like the bachelor i like the bachelorette the bachelor seasons suck i just i don't like the men men are trash anyways but i really love the bachelorette so i i'm really excited to see her as a bachelorette i just really didn't care about claire crawley because i didn't really know who she was and just the men that were like they were coming their season like besides matt james like there was no one i was really interested in but i am beyond like beyond thrilled that matt james is the bachelor like, mm-hmm. let me tell you, I, I I debated, like I told you guys, I debated going out for that season. Should have. I think it's too late. It's fine. I had the perfect hometown day planned for us because if I got that far, you know, my opening line was going to be about like, you know, here, I'll just tell you my opening line. Uh, so my opening line was going to be about how like, you know, I, I knew you were from North Carolina. I'm from North Carolina and I knew you went to Wake Forest and that's all I really knew about you and when, when I first met you. But what I really knew was Tyler C. And I remember that you and Tyler came back to Wake Forest for a homecoming and you went to this Mexican restaurant, like with the ABC Food Tours people, like all the kids and everything. And my friend was a waiter and he sent me a Snapchat of like Tyler and he was just like, Can you believe this guy? And I was just like, Wait. Who is that fine-ass man with Tyler? I need to know. And that was my introduction to you. So, bam, I got a personal connection, personal tile together. Our hometown date would be right around football season at Wake. Bring him back. We'd have a date. We'd go to the homecoming game, go down the field during the halftime, have this big kiss, all that. It'd been great. Like, I'm telling you, ABC producers would have ate that shit up. If there was football. (laughs) This is all p- without the coronavirus. <laughs> in a dream world. This is all without the coronavirus in mind. <laughs> in a dream world, we would be watching football. <laughs> so, um. Well, like I said, I think you should have gone on the show, but like. It's fine. It's fine. You didn't. It's fine. He'll just have to meet you some other way. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan of Claire when she kind of like badmouthed Matt. Yeah. On I'm social like, media. Girl, like, I was don't like, know. Okay, yeah. I'm pretty sure he had a platform before you, so you did not make him. So hop off your high horse. Exactly. And move along. So So, I didn't like her after that. Got a bad taste in my mouth. So yeah, I'm excited. And Taisha, she's been married before. Okay, that's interesting. 
I remember, so when she was on Colton's season, she mentioned, like, on their first, like, date that she had been married before. So, like, this was serious for her. I think that really, like, won over Colton, like, with her honesty and, like, how, like, serious she was about, like, marriage and, like, love and everything like that. And she could just be vulnerable in that sense. So, she already has an idea of, like, a serious relationship and, like, I feel like has a good head on her shoulders. So, I'm interested to see what her season will bring. And she's gorgeous. Oh, my God. Yeah, she is. I was stalking her Instagram after they, like, officially announced it. Um, and I was like, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited for both of them. And, I mean, yeah, like, they're both younger, which is, I mean, fine. But I think that it'll still be entertaining in both sense, like, of love and, like, drama. Well, and, like, I feel like for the most part, like, younger people are the ones who are out searching for love Mm -hmm. um for the most part like I said I feel like I feel like as we're getting older people are getting married older which I am excited for because it's taking away that like oh you graduate from college and then you get married and yada 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 like that like whole I don't know like vibe I guess Mm -hmm. so I like that people are starting to find love at older ages and even like find themselves at older ages and this Mm -hmm. could go on a whole other tangent but like that whole, like, you have to have your life together and your career established by 25 mindset. Like, I like mm-hmm. that that's kind of not a as thing long as there's like, Yeah, as long as there's not, like, any 21-year-olds on the show. That's the thing I hate about, like, yeah, with, with um, Peter's season. Bit. I think, like, our age, like, you know, 26, yeah. 25, like, yeah. when people Matt, are starting to get a little bit yeah. more serious I about dating. I think Matt's, like, 28. Yeah. Yeah, so. Like, that's a good, that's a good age. Yeah. So. You're mature enough. You kind of have been through a lot of relationships. Yeah. You've been through think, a lot of things. I think a lot of people took up f- issues with the fact that Matt was, like, I'm sorry, Peter was like 28, 27. And like all the girls on his season were like 21 years old. It just, yeah. And then the ones that he did vibe with that were his age, he sent home. Yeah, exactly. Like Kelsey, who I love. <laughs> and I wish that one day she would be the bachelorette because I just love her. Yeah, she's adorable. Anyways, it's okay. I, I honestly don't think anybody from that season is going to probably be The Bachelorette just because ABC's like, we just want to forget that we made that decision and just go on with our lives. Yeah, that was fun. Just, that was a season. No, <laughs> you picked a bad season to watch. <laughs> but I don't know. I showed up every week, though. I was really proud of myself. <laughs> but nevertheless. I was like, I have to know. <laughs> right. Nevertheless, though, we will cover it uh, on the podcast we did this past season with peter um not too heavily but we did a little bit and one day one day we'll start a like a bachelor bachelorette bracket uh (laughs) i will have no idea how to do it (laughs) so for our captivations this week my captivation i sound like a real adult here is these new pillows (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That I got. Okay, so low-key. So last week's episode, we were on vacation in Wilmington, North Carolina. We stayed at this Airbnb. It was amazing. And I literally took a photo of the sheets, like the tag, like the, the sheets, the tag, um, the pillows, the tags on the pillows, the pillow <laughs> protector, the mattress. I DM'd the owners and was like, what mattress like, do you have? them what <laughs> The mattress topper is. I must have it on my bed. And I got all the information. And so now um, these pillows, I will leave a link in the show notes. They're called Sormag. Sure. I guess that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. They're memory foam. 
they're fantastic and then i got the beauty rest black pillows as well and i feel like a real adult but my sleep has been spectacular this week and if y'all know i have adhd if you can't fucking tell and so like i got insomnia i can't stay asleep and with these pillows it's been a dream literally my sleep routine has been impeccable lately okay so here's the thing so i used to like shit on essential oils all the time gave my mom so much shit for it i hate them so much i thought it was a gimmick didn't want to like believe in it and then we this fucking Airbnb and they had a beautiful like essential oil smelling Hannah went out and bought it it was like seven dollars that's my captivation of the week <laughs> is is the essential oil I'm gonna get it so I can tell you what's in it so I like my entire sleep routine is like at peace now I like need to go get like an oil diffuser apparently now I need to go get like essential oils but that's been a lot so I've just been burning a candle for a little bit and then like I get in bed with my new comfy sheets bought at Costco um my pillows my blanket I got a lighter duvet it's not as heavy and then I play a specific Spotify playlist and let me tell you I have not woke up during the night when i play this it has been the best thing for my sleep it's called 432 hertz sleep music it is on spotify and i played it during the night and it's like all like this instrumental like music that said at like 432 hertz and like apparently it's supposed to help you like sleep and it's been super relaxing wow i well, number one, we're going to Costco next week. We've already discussed this because I'm like, I don't have a Costco card and I need the sheets. Um, I and got I'm going to order the I pillows because, again, that was probably the best sleep I've ever had. Uh-huh. I didn't move in my sleep. And that's when you know mm-hmm. for me because I like typically will move around. But speaking we of the essential do. oil, oof, I love essential oils. My boyfriend got me an essential oil diffuser for Christmas. It has been the best gift it also has a salt lamp in the bottle so it's bottom so it's really cool um it's actually been running this whole time we've been recording (laughs) but i actually bought the essential oil from the room we were staying in because they had like different versions and so this one is called the traveler and it has i'm gonna butcher this it has hinoki wood grapefruit celery seed and violet leaf and it's an herbal earthy and nuanced smell oh my mom is probably like, what? Why is she? Why does it smell like a hippie in my house? Because it's kind of like it kind of gives that, that like vibe. hippie, that earthy vibe. vibe. Oh, it smells so I mean, good. Like, I will burn Palo Santo wood in mm-hmm. my house, and I love this. My mom freaked out one time because I burned it in her house. She thought the house was on fire because I didn't tell her I was burning it beforehand. Because I mean, it literally smells like wood. It's literally a certain type of wood that's like from a tree in California or some shit like that. I honestly, I'm so sorry. Which TikTok? I don't know all the. Um, I don't know all the word verbiage, but <laughs> I love it. It smells so good, so crisp, and it just gets, like, I guess the good energies. I don't know. I yeah. also used to sage and do all that kind of stuff. So my mom's, oh, yeah. like, used to the whole thing. Literally, my whole my her whole side of the family calls me hippie. It's a whole, like, thing I've just adapted yeah. to. So I just feel like I really need to embrace that hippie culture. Um, um, I, I've definitely, I mean, ever since I went to Appalachian, I mean, if you know anything about Appalachian State University, everyone that I know thinks I'm a hippie. And I could, you know, I can, I can see you're it. You're either, like, a bumpkin or you're a hippie. I feel like I'm more of the hippie girl. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so I love Me essential well. oils, especially for headaches. Like, peppermint oil has it's been a life savior. I rub it on my temples. I put it, like, 
on the back of my neck under I've my hair. I've heard you're supposed to like put some on your tongue. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't have pure peppermint oil. Wow. I have like a mixture of oils that I use, but oh. um, but that might be honestly, it probably tastes good. I love peppermint, so interesting. So yeah, that's that, my captivation. Essential oils. I've so been just really just. <laughs> All the oils. I'm all just, the I just really want like my bedroom to be like a better sanctuary since, you know, I can't go anywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> just really want it to be like a more of a haven and like safe space for me. Because I feel like yeah. lately it's just been so chaotic because I've been like trying. Like I thought I was moving and I thought that I was going to get in my own apartment. And that's what I've always wanted is that I, I hate that I don't have my own space right now because not having my own apartment, I can't like host people. And mm-hmm. that is such like a part of my DNA. Like I hate that I can't have people over at my place because I'm with my parents right now. And so it's just trying to figure out the best way I can make this place still feel like my place in a way. Yeah, that's been my goal too. Like my, I was showing, I was literally showing Emily on uh, my laptop, my room and how messy it is. And like, it's not messy. granted, it might not seem messy to some people, but like my room right now is a representation of my brain. I have about 50 tabs open in my brain and there's just shit all over my room. So I told her, I was like, my goal this weekend is to like get my life in order because I like have to make some serious changes where I sleep because <laughs> it is a mess and I'm not getting good sleep. Like I am not sleeping. So, yeah. so yeah, we are, we are working on our sleep. We are working on our, um, our, uh, comfiness and, uh, it's been great. I mean, like my whole motto of quarantine has just been like, how can I be the ultimate comfiest at mm-hmm. all times? Like that's I, the one thing I hope it doesn't go away once they I mean, start to hopefully one day i mean like i really don't want i really just don't want to go back to wearing a bra like ever i just i want the sweatpants trend to always be a thing (laughs) like forever (laughs) so a couple of housekeeping things really quickly um we are in the middle of redoing our website for you beautiful gals um and it's going to be more on trend to like what we are like our new brand is and everything like that so stay tuned for that hopefully hopefully like we'll have like newsletters um and things like that we would love to eventually do merch i know some of you guys have started following us and we would love to eventually start doing that but we will see that's possibly in the works we that probably mm-hmm. will not happen until like next year i'll be completely honest yeah. though we're just gonna wait till 2021 you know, we're, do... not, we're not launching any new endeavors until then <laughs> it's fine my life is on indefinitely on hold the only thing that will happen in 2020 is me releasing an EP. Dang it. That has been my goal. <laughs> and that is it. That's the one thing. And we'll be here for that. And we'll be here for it. It's going to be coming the fall. So, cause, cause I love fall. <laughs> you hear it here first, ladies and gentlemen, she's going to release folklore 2.0. Man, I wish. <laughs> and then, um, obviously follow us on TikTok. I am now at 7,000 followers on TikTok. Woo-hoo. I want to go. I am li- still at 150. <laughs> I really, I really think we should do a live like on TikTok. I tried doing it when we thought it was going to get banned, um, and a couple yeah. of guys showed up. But I really want to do like a like planned or like not even planned, but like one like during normal hours, like at, in the evening, at late afternoon, so you guys can go in there and chat. And then yeah, follow us on Instagram. Um, mine is Instagram. Why do I always want to do the website? I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's okay, though. Like, you just do you, girl. It's just at Emily Elise. Emily, A-L-E-E-C-E, bitch. 
Yep, that's in there too. Um, and mine's just at Hannah Nicole Adams. And then our podcast is at the Gals Guide Pod on Instagram. And then make sure you guys, since I know we have so many listeners, if y'all could just like leave a review, just like rate, review, subscribe, that would just make our day because yeah. we love you guys and we want to know what you guys think of the podcast what you guys want to hear we love having your input we value it we value like literally every comment that you make about our podcast it really makes our day so yeah so for today's episode this is a term that i have become quite fond of and relate to on a very very spiritual level because <laughs> it feels like it's i feel like i am good luck chuck Maybe good luck, not good luck, Charlie. Good luck, Chuck. I was going to say good luck, Charlie, <laughs> a child. No. Good luck, Chuck. I think it's like, honestly, like a Dave Cook. Is that his name? Dane Cook? That a shitty comedian that like used to be popular in the early 2000s that every guy I know went to high school, like loved. Anyways, it is a movie about a guy and every girl he dates after him, they meet the love of their life and get married. And I feel like I am that way with so many men that... They date me. They say they have a fear of commitment, but really it's a fear of commitment with me. And after me, they date somebody and they end up falling in love and like they get over their fear of commitment and are vulnerable for the first time and really know what true love is. And I feel like I'm just constantly like this character development piece for them. And I'm sick of that. Um, Like we said, 2020, May 2020, no more lessons. We done learning. Class is dismissed forever. Uh, My character development is kaput. Um, And so the term we're talking about is foster girlfriend and i know there's probably a lot of millennial girls out there that are (laughs) related to this and like oh that's me (laughs) (laughs) exactly because i feel like it's just a very common trend where you are dating somebody but you don't really know like where you stand where you're going if you have a true future together and especially nowadays i mean hannah i think you got like one of the lucky ones and i hate you every day for it (laughs) but thanks (laughs) so glad i'm hated (laughs) you just got it off really easy like you didn't have to struggle like the rest of us like he just fell into your lap and i'm just jealous forever i wasn't searching wasn't searching either i haven't searched for any that's the thing i don't search for these boys they come to me have you ever seen me chase a man i have not chased a man since 2014 and i will go i will die with that sentence i have not chased a man since 2014 i will never chase a man since 2014 we done chasing men in this game we done we done they all come to me and then i'm like oh well let me just take a look at this door let me go down this road a little bit and then i end up at a dead end we don't like dead ends. <laughs> there are ghosts down there. <laughs> but basically, a Urban Dictionary defines a foster girlfriend as a girl who dates men until they find their forever girlfriend, aka their forever home. And I feel like it's a very heteronormative term, but I, it definitely encompasses like all genders and sexual orientations. Uh, it's been a more like pop culture phenomenon because like the one thing i always think about is the movie 500 days of summer when uh summer gets engaged to that guy right after she breaks up with tom or with like 
like Sex in the City, how Big marries Natasha uh, after he gets like broken up with by Carrie, and it's just like a place card relationship. A foster girlfriend like cares for their partner until like they're ready to commit. So you're putting in all this work without reaping any of the rewards of being an actual girlfriend. Like I said, you're basically like a character development card for this person just for them to like learn the lessons and to grow up as a person but it's not really fair to the girl and we're going to talk about in like the heteronormative types just because it's easier for us since that's what we are but like i said this can go across like any sexual orientations but i think while some people like purposely like string their partners along others get swept up in their feelings without thinking of like long-term consequences like we see this a lot i think like with people who are like future faking it's just something that me and hannah have talked to about a lot and i used to think that like that was a good sign i always used to say like oh he always talks about like wanting to go to parties like in the later like with me or like wanting Mm -hmm. to introduce me to his family or like wanting to introduce me to his friends or like oh like oh we should go do this sometime oh we should go there sometime but really Mm -hmm. it's just a cop-out to make me feel more attached to you and you don't plan on reaping like you don't plan on doing any of that yeah i feel like guys do that a lot yeah i don't because i i don't ever really do it and I don't really do it, I feel like, until the guy kind of starts talking about that. I'm like, wait, I hadn't thought about that. And I did realize the other day, like, this was something that I really had not done with the actor. Interestingly enough, we (laughs) never really did, like, the future faking kind of thing. Our entire, like, relationship, quote unquote, was, like, normal. Like, it's slow, if anything. And, like... I remember I noted that, and I think that's the one thing, the difference between if you know you're a foster girlfriend or not is, you know, that's, like, how fast-paced everything feels. Like, it Mm -hmm. feels like you are on, like, the... You're in the fast pass lane for Space Mountain. <laughs> and oh, the best lane. <laughs> but not but not in relationships. <laughs> but like, I mean, think about like with you and your current boyfriend, like you guys like took it super, super slow. I mean, and that was on your call. Yes. We and- even are still taking it slow. <laughs> Here we are, almost two years in. But it's been nice because my relationship before this was so like zero to a hundred. Mm-hmm like all the time spent together and then we like backtracked and then did the same thing again and so it's nice to have like a slowed down version and like being able to like talk about doing things and then follow through with them like we don't have any of that like oh well you should go we should go to you know so and so one month like it actually happens like if we make a plan like we stick to it so there's not that like future faking in this relationship which is super nice yeah i because i feel like with you guys you actually like can see the stages of your relationship Mm -hmm. whereas like if you are with somebody you feel like your relationship's like super fast paced like you're kind of just like bypassing like all those like monumentous things i remember when i was doing the doctor like a couple weeks in the dating like literally our sec like our third date he met my friends unintentionally yeah. like that wasn't me rushing it it was just a happenstance that like oh there was a gala i was invited to you know just casually going to galas all the time it's just you, you know, know what's fine. up basically was- gatsby it's fine <laughs> <laughs> it was like this film festival gala and i was a student ambassador for it regardless my friends were going to be there because we all went to film school together so it was just happenstance that he was going to be going to this. So it was like a big, like proper, like date. We, and 
we had gone continuously going on dates and i was just like oh wow like he's coming home early like he was on vacation and he was coming home early um to go with me to this thing and he met my friends there and then the next week i met his friends and then he met you and it was just like oh my god like this is so fast paced like i'm out of breath keeping up with this and mm-hmm. i think about like those stages of the relationship were fantastic but they were so rushed that well you didn't even really like really know him yet so you yeah. were still trying to get to know him as a person and like have these deep conversations while also doing the whole meet and greet um mm-hmm. tour <laughs> Honestly, (laughs) and it's just like, I didn't really have a solid, healthy relationship to like, look back and like compare to, to see if like this was matching like a healthy relationship at the healthy stages of it. And I think when you haven't really been in a very stable relationship, that's fostering girl, like being a foster girlfriend is something that commonly happens because you have nothing to compare it to. You have nothing to go off of. You don't know what is normal. You feel like, you know, you have to do all these things because in my experience, and this is what leads to codependency as well. And I promise you, we will do an episode about it. I know you guys keep constantly asking us about it, but it's so common to feel like you are putting in all the work because you feel like, Oh, like, well, everybody else has left me and I feel like I had to do, be a better girlfriend. I have to do all these things in order for them to stay in a way. And then that's where you're, you know, putting in all the work without reaping the rewards and you get stuck in those situationships without having a label because at this point, like your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever, like is reaping all the benefits of having this full on relationship without the commitment. And that was the thing I think that frustrated me the most with the doctor was that we were essentially exclusive it's just mm-hmm. he didn't want to put the fucking label on it and i was like dude like i know you're not seeing anybody else you're seeing me three times a week you're a fucking med student you don't have time to be seeing anybody else but me just put the damn label on it and so at this point i'm putting in all this work without reaping any of the rewards of having a committed boyfriend mm-hmm. and calling someone my boyfriend that's all i wanted was just to call somebody my boyfriend and at this point like i'm getting swept up and my feelings without thinking of like the long-term consequences of this and it's just like at this point like we're six months deep into this and i feel like a like an idiot if i back out now you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah I like you've put so much time and energy and effort into learning this person and then you kind of realize like oh they're not even like 100 percent into this are just, they ever going to be like, do I back out? Do I keep going? Are they going to change their mind? Like you get in this whole like whirlwind of like thoughts and you can't like figure out like what, like what do you do so yeah. that you don't get hurt so that you don't hurt them? Like what if you back out and they were going to change their mind? Like there's all these thoughts that come to your, all these what, uh, what ifs. Yeah. I, that was like the one thing I vividly remember was, so when we were three months into that relationship and I gave him kind of an ultimatum but not really like i was just like giving him a way out at this point you gave him an out i gave him an out you literally laid it on the table yeah because he told me he had a fear of commitment and i was like well i don't i just you know can't like it's just gonna take me a while to earn your trust that's what i meant and he took my fear of vulnerability as a fear of commitment i was like nope not the same thing does not equal and basically was just like you know he was just like I still like you. I still want to keep seeing you, though. And I was just like, either we can keep doing that 
it possibly leads to a relationship or I can leave now and it'd be done. And he was just like, I can't, I can't promise you that. And I was just like, well, let's just see where this goes. And I was just like, I felt strong at that moment, but then I realized that like what I was saying, like I didn't mean it. Yeah. Like I was saying like, Oh, like you either like want to be with me or I'm leaving. But it was just like by me staying, my words meant nothing. And yeah. so at that point, I think he saw that he could just walk over me. So please do not do as I do. Learn from my lessons. Walk the fuck away. <laughs> but I think a lot of people, like the doctor, like people use relationships as like a place car because they want the attention, but they just don't want to commit. And I think that's exactly yeah. what happened in that scenario. Um, that's exactly what happened with the, uh, the guy I rebounded with, the, the musician. Uh, that was me wanting the attention not wanting to commit because i was just like mm, i don't also want to break up with you either i'm just gonna stick around until and wait till you do it because i remember the day he told me he didn't want to see me anymore i was like okay cool thumbs up emoji <laughs> like, i didn't care i wasn't Sends upset thumbs up <laughs> thumbs up the text <laughs> could you imagine i, I, I want to break up with you die. i mean i've heard of, i i know a girl <laughs> I know a girl who I like, got done via text and she thumbs down the text. It's hilarious. <laughs> but imagine like no th- response. But imagine like thumbs, thumbs up. Imagine thumbs, thumbs up. up the text. That's hysterical. That, honestly, like, like huh, shame on you. Like, okay, sounds good. Bye. <laughs> like, see ya. <laughs> but I think a lot of people when they get in this situation, they often think like, why not me? Like, why yeah. can't you commit to me? why could like what did i do wrong so now you're in this new relationship and you're having like all these things that i asked for and you can just so easily give them to her but not me like why not me what like what and you feel like you like are like there's something wrong with you but there's not there's nothing wrong with you it's all of them it's and if and if i could give you a solid answer i would i know hannah you've experienced this as well like it's just something that i I will ne- I don't think anybody will ever be able to tell you like why, but at the end of the day, it's something that my therapist um, told me. She was just like, knowing it's never going to solve anything. It's not going to heal anything. You just had to accept the fact that this was just not your person because if they wanted to be with you, they would commit. There would be nothing holding them back. Mm-hmm. Even if they were scared, I have been terrified in those situations before. This is somebody who had fear of vulnerability, fear of intimacy, and... I was looking at this 23-year-old boy being like, just commit to me. I'm terrified too, but I'm ready to see like what could happen. And I gave him like too many chances that he did not deserve, I think. And I like lowered my value and I did, I should not have been a place card and I was. And I, if anything, I would hope that you guys take away from this that you are more than that because if somebody wants to be with you, they will be upfront with their intentions. They're not going to lead you on and you're not going to feel like you're like a foster home for them, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like speaking from experience, like once you are in a place where someone is actually giving you the things that you always crave from the person that wasn't, it all makes sense. And it's easier to, for me, it's easier to kind of understand like what you're saying. Like you're not a place guard. Like when, when somebody wants to commit to you, they will, because I'm seeing it firsthand. And so I just want you to know that like, 
there's a reason that that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And I know that everybody's so cliche. Like, there's no reason. Like, they're not your person. Like, it's cliche. I know that. But it's so true because what's to come is so much better. And you're going to look back on it and you're going to be like, wow, like, I'm so glad that this happened the way that it happened. And I'm glad that I was the foster girlfriend because I don't want, I wouldn't want to be the forever home for that person. Cause you know, if, if it's causing yeah. you that much grief now, like you, you know, in the back of your mind, deep down, you know that you're not supposed to be there and you know, you're not going to be happy there and you're not going to be content and you're not going to be your best self with your most 100% personality energy. Like it happens to everybody everybody's probably been through this where they're the person before they're the person they date before they get married and they Mm -hmm. watch all the things happen that they wanted so badly but then when when the roles are reversed and you finally get that or you get something even just better than that person it makes sense and it and it sucks when it happens it truly does because you're like why not me like what did i do why am i not good enough like i always go back to that like why am i not good enough Like, why am I not enough? And that's a terrible place to be. And so to try and just be as, you know, try and remove yourself from the feeling of that and just kind of look at it from an outsider perspective, because I really think that helps. Yeah, because I think here's the thing. You may be thinking, well, I'm just feel like I'm just a part of his character development. He's also part of yours, too. Like, Mm -hmm. but I mean, like, I started like really like adapting this term like goddess and like the word for me like long story short short like the word goddess for me stems from the song by banks and she's a phenomenal singer my favorite singer she's a great song but this term like i adapted to part of my soul and everything because i took what these like shitty men basically taught me and it made me into like this and not that I'm referring to myself like as a goddess, but you know what I mean. Like fuck it, like I'm a goddess though. Like I every I think every woman is. They have that goddess vibe. They have that goddess energy within them. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of women like you just they feel like they've been hurt so much they don't feel like they are worthy of that. No, you are a fucking goddess. I don't care what anybody says. Like at the end of the day, you only have yourself, and just we're learning to like get the validation from you and not from relationships. I feel like people who use people and like they use foster girlfriends, they are looking for validation in other people. That's why they're in these relationships because they want the attention. They just don't want to commit to it. And so by, I mean, I'm honest, like I do it all. I've done it most of a lot of the time myself. I like will be with guys for a little bit just because I want some validation and attention. But it's when I start accepting my own validation and my own attention and my own love as the, all the love that I needed that I truly felt like that, that goddess energy within me. I think most often than not, like a lot of people, like they choose to ignore those early signs out of like false hope that we can somehow like change a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me, <laughs> you, <laughs> <laughs> but I think we all know like deep down when someone has no intention of being serious with us, it's just a matter of whether or not we listen to that little voice in the back of our head. that's telling you like, this isn't it. Yeah. And, I think that you have to train yourself to start listening to that voice. And oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's so many times, I've always said, like, I'm very intuitive as a person, but there's so many times I try to, like, push that intuition, like, away. And I'm thinking, like, oh, it's just, like, my anxiety. Cause I, I it's, that's honestly what it is. Like, I think it's my anxiety talking. It's not my intuition, but it's that little voice in the back of my head is, like, saying something and I need to listen to it more. And 
it's just judging people off of their actions and not what they're saying again with the future faking and like the love bombing and stuff like that it's just going off of what they're doing not just what they're saying it's one thing to say i want something serious it's another thing to demonstrate that and show you through commitment through uh taking like slow yeah like showing up being there like being there if you need someone to call like yeah texting you to check in see how work is like just the like you said like the actions like the putting forth the effort because it's not just a one-sided thing you will know the difference and there's different levels to this as well too i want to preface that because if this is a narcissist we're talking about that is a whole other thing that's another episode we're going to get into because Mm -hmm. that's truly what the the doctor was a full-on narcissist somebody who did all those things at the start to manipulate me at the start yeah he does all that. He gives you like the idea of I wasn't as serious to at the start to get me hooked. To, so th- to what is it called? Reel you in? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what is that fishing term? Yeah. <laughs> Basically like reel me in and then just flip on me all of a sudden. Then there's the fuck boy who's just, like, you know, you know when they're a fuck boy because they, they yeah, you don't get a text every week. Like. You can I would be out the door so fast. The, I could not the do 30 that. The 30-year-old musician, I would never text him first. Oh I would gosh. never text him first. And I would be like, I'm just going to wait and see how long it takes this motherfucker to text me. And it'd be like, we hung out on a Saturday. It'd be like a Thursday that I finally hear from him. And I'm like, the, why? Why are you wasting my time? Like wh- he'd be like, "Hey you, what you been up to?" I'm like, "Fuck <laughs> off! I hate like, you I so much." Heard from you in three weeks, so but it's um, like you know, I've been fine. There's that, and it's sad that this is the healthiest relationship I had to go off of, and it was only like two fucking months. Oh my gosh! But the actor, <laughs> the only nice person, okay, the only guy I've ever dated that's gone to therapy. Let's be real. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> That's what worked. That's what worked was the therapy. The therapy is what did the trick. And honestly, it helped him. I mean, granted, he's a Scorpio. I know. I know. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I know. I'm aware. I know. Trust me. I know. Honestly, the dude at the Scorpio sun, uh, Sagittarius moon and Aries rising. And I know all of like astrology, like... <laughs> all y'all are like freaking out right now over that you're like why that just sounds like chaos it is <laughs> mad chaos <laughs> but super kind great communicator to this day a, a fantastic communicator and i i mean as soon as he knew that this is not what he was wanting he communicated it and i was very respectful of that and he still respects me every single day i mean like he texted me like he texted me like every single day and like facetimed me like almost every single fucking day it was a lot <laughs> yeah, it, but that was this was like right at the beginning of quarantine so like any social interaction was um it was valid greatly appreciated <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like for it it did i didn't feel like i was like a foster like i didn't feel like i was a place card for him like no. it was something that was genuine and yeah. then he realized like this is probably not the best decision because i don't want our romantic feelings to ruin what friendship we have uh, especially if i'm deucing out to the other side of the country um i mean that has not happened yet because of corona <laughs> but it's okay you can stay as long as you want <laughs> i know for you you want me that do you want that 
but I gotta move on to you're my foster best friend. I gotta move on to my mom. She only wants famous friends. Like I'm just not good enough. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just gonna be friends with Olivia O'Brien. And I'm gonna laugh my ass off one day if I can't become famous first because of how much I've joked about you being the my like my like little Your like ticket. Uh, my ticket to fame. Famedom <laughs> is what I was gonna say. My ticket to famedom. Honestly. Um, how funny. I would hey, die. whoever gets famous first has to let the other one out. That's the rules. There we go. There we go. That's our rules. I think while serious relationships are subjective, because, I mean, like, that wasn't serious, but it was healthy and it was a quote-unquote relationship, foster relationships all share a pattern of behavior. Like, I know me and the doctor, we both said to each other, like, I wasn't looking for anything, which I never am. But, like, I know he said that and then he was, it turned into, I wasn't, I'm not looking for anything with you. Yeah. And... It's realizing that the with you part is silent like the G in lasagna. <laughs> and Oh my god, I can't. I mean, people are allowed to change their minds. Like yeah. you are. And it, it could be age because he was 23. Mm-hmm. It, it could be a change in life because he was in med school. and I Or was, like you guys were on different paths kind of like you were gonna move and he had a lot of years left and yeah. it could have been you know it could have been a number of things it could have been an epiphany but it still came down to a mistreatment of respect and values and love and it's just like if you you don't ha- at the end of the day is you just did not have enough respect for me to be honest and to like waste my time basically when it was handled poorly, yeah. it was handled in front of a lot of people that love and care about you. I mean, but besides that fact, like, I'm yeah. just, like for, for foster relationships in general, like, it's just like, it's just not respectful. Like, you're just not respecting that person's time, especially the other person you're knowingly, um, like, if you don't have the same goals and values in life and you're aware of that, but yet you still continue to be with them and lead them on, that's just disrespect. And... You're just a coward at that point if you can't own up to it, I think. Yeah. And if you're dating someone who isn't willing or able to define the relationship, commit or be clear with their intentions, it's just time to move on. And protecting your heart and what you want should be the utmost importance to you, regardless of what the, like, I think the one thing is for me, like, I've never been the dumper, so I'm always afraid of dumping somebody. <laughs> I know it's not a fear for you. <laughs> no. But it actually brings me peace. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I think the worst thing you can do is date somebody and hope that they change. You yeah. can't force anybody to change regardless. Yeah. I think we've both tried and uh, it watched, it, watched it crumble right in front of us. Burns up in flames every single time, baby. So um, best advice for me is don't try to change a person because they're not going to change unless they want to. And so. at the end of the day, like you shouldn't, the person you're dating like, you shouldn't want to change them. Exactly. You should love them for who they are. And you exactly. should, you should, I don't know. Like sometimes I found myself like wanting to model my actions off of my boyfriend. Like I respect him and I appreciate I him so much. so much from this relationship. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that was like, that's like a big compliment because I feel like I have. So to well, hear somebody else like, say it too. I feel like if I may be candid. With your previous relationship, it was so, like, 
I think there was a trauma bond or something there to where you weren't your you weren't two separate people in that yeah. relationship. Whereas this one, you are definitely two separate energies. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not a thing where like either one of you is trying to tame the other person's light or energy. You yeah. just radiate together so cohesively. And yeah. I think that that is a, that is a symbol of a healthy relationship when you can both be two different colors two different intensities of light and still shine just as bright yeah. and not feel like you have to come together and you, I mean, it's good when you come together and your guys are together as a couple, but you're not like sucking the light out of each other. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Like you Definitely. boost, you boost him up. He boosts you up, vice versa. You communicate, I think a lot better. This, oh, this is the most I think I've ever communicated in a relationship ever. Well, and I've seen that communication <laughs> flow from this, from like your relationship into other relationships within your life, with your family, with your friends, with me, with work, everything I feel like has been able to flourish so well because of him and I, and you, like, I'm not like this. Like, no, but like, I feel like I've learned how to, like, cause I'm such a people pleaser, but like now I'm starting to like realize that like while that's a great trait it's not always the best and Mm -hmm. so sometimes like and I think like having you as a best friend and having him as my boyfriend like you guys are very like passionate opinionated people and so it like brings me out of my comfort zone in that area Mm because I hate that (laughs) (laughs) like I feel like I like shy away from my own opinion sometimes and I feel like I've I'm starting to like grow in that area and like feel more confident and comfortable yeah. like speaking my mind and, and like i think it helps sticking to it i think it helps that me and him both like don't get offended True. easily yes yes that it's just like i don't get offended easily as long as you're being completely open and honest with me i can't get offended because that's mm-hmm. all i ever ask is for just open and honest communication like if i if you were offended by something i did tell me the only way I can learn and grow from it is if you tell me like otherwise I'm going to keep doing it and think that nothing's fucking wrong. We're just going to like skip and jump and go to see the wizard and it's going to be great. But like if you call me out my shit like then I'll fucking like learn and be like oh oh okay that oh okay okay. I I didn't step back like I didn't mean to do x y and z to you blah 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 blah. Yeah and yeah I I definitely agree. And I think, I think, I mean, I think for me, like one, like it helps like the job that I'm in, like I'm in the arts, I'm a writer and an actor, I'm two things that come with a shit ton of fucking rejection <laughs> and criticism. I can't get offended. I have to have a thick ass wall. And so I have thick ass skin. What the fuck am I talking about? So I mean, walls are cool too. <laughs> so like, I just don't take anything personally. And I think that that's, I think both of us being that way has helped you also like thicken your skin and be able to like open up and everything i mean mm-hmm. i always say that people that you're around strengthen you and so when you're in like a toxic relationship like a foster relationship where you're just giving all this work you're giving all this stuff your battery is just like being completely drained out of you and yeah. you don't have time to give to these other parts of your life sometimes because your sole focus is your relationship yeah because you're trying to like fix and mend and like how do i how do i and then this better yeah. and how and do it I do just this? becomes toxic and it becomes mm-hmm. codependent and that's not healthy mm-hmm. that's where the people pleasing comes in that's where the narcissism the, the cycles come in yeah the, oh i can fix so oh, i can do better oh i can do this and i'm and sorry it's right not, back where you are <laughs> and most of the time I feel you're like, in a hamster wheel <laughs> honestly but most of the time i feel like it's usually 
the girl who gets in that who gets in that headspace and it's not the girl's sole responsibility to fix the relationship i'm sorry men had to step up and do some such some shit too Mm -hmm. i agree yeah men (laughs) all trash honestly (laughs) i'm here for emasculating men i'm here for making them feel little about themselves it's been a thing i've been doing lately i've been calling them out on their bullshit and i'm just like look like here's x y and z what's wrong with you get your shit together and I feel like I'm thriving after that. That's turned into my humor. And I realize some guys don't like that. But those are the guys I know that do not want to be with me. Because the ones that I have done that to, they appreciate it. And they're like, holy shit, she's fucking right. And I'm like, you damn right I am. Yep, I am right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, so if guys, if you see me calling you out on your icks... Just know it's love. And that i Just I'm, say thank you and move on. Like. I'm improving your life. You're welcome. But I hope that this has helped you guys with identifying, like, if you feel like you're a foster girlfriend or not, or foster boyfriend, whichever. This applies to everybody. But it sucks. And that you shouldn't feel like you are a foster home for fuckboys because you are so much more than that. And I think it's honestly, like, I feel like learning to be happy single has been such a rewarding experience for me. For a long time, I didn't want to be because I was single for eight years. And that was a th- honestly probably the best time of my life was when yeah. I was single for eight years. Yeah. We all love single Emily in this house. We were we were literally <laughs> thriving for those eight years. I mean, we're still thriving. We're still thriving. We're still thriving. But Emily, but, um, I mean, single Emily's a lot of fucking fun. She's Not down that, to do like literally anything. <laughs> I'm always down to do anything, but I'm especially literally down. We go pick up band members at like one a.m. It's fine. We What's go up? play basketball. Like, who are we? What's up? But I I think that I will rather be single and happy than feel like i am just a placeholder for somebody else's wife in a way i just i rather put value and love into myself than value and love into somebody else who doesn't really want to like stay the night with me yeah yeah it's all about who wants to wake up next to me in the morning and most mm-hmm. of the guys they don't usually want to do that well shame on them <laughs> So I think our survival tip for this week would be the worst thing you can do in life is date somebody and hope that they change. Instead, it should be protecting your heart and making yourself your main priority, not somebody else. Yes. Was that was that TikTok? Be the main character. Be the main character of your own life. Don't make don't be somebody's love interest. Ew. There you go. Disgusting. (laughs) All the all the best movies have single women in it. I can't I can't say that's true or not, but Booksmart does. There you go. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also, like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which will be linked in the show notes. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help us out. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.